the Ghost Goal Podcast. Tuesday and Wednesday's World Cup semifinals gave us one-sided victories for Argentina and France, who will meet this Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, to see who will be the next World Cup winner. I'm Alex, here with Javier. Welcome to episode 387 of the Ghost Goal Podcast. Uh, we skipped around Javier. Uh, I feel bad, but uh, it just didn't work out with the schedules. Uh, so uh, we're mainly going to be focusing on the World Cup final, like I said, coming up this weekend. But, you know, feel free to drop in, uh, you know, if we have anything about England or uh, Portugal or any of the other teams that lost in the, the quarterfinals before going yeah, to I the think, semis. I think uh, England is, was probably the best team overall in the tournament, um, just like in terms of overall play. I know they didn't look that good in the game against the U.S., but, you know, I thought that they played much better against France, did everything right, and didn't take their chances, and also got unlucky with a lot of calls. So France uh, didn't play, haven't played that well, you know, I think up till this point. Um, they played very well against Morocco, but, you know, they, they've been rounding into form now, but... They've kind of been dragging their way a little bit through the tournament. France have similar star star power to, to England in terms of, you know, I, I would say they're both around the probably the deepest teams in the tournament where they're just chock full of amazing players on the bench. Portugal as well. So I'd say those are the three teams that you looked at and you would say on paper they should have won the tournament. Um, and there's only one of those teams left. Uh, Brazil as well, I would say probably. The, those are the top four that everyone was picking left in the tournament going into the quarterfinals that were going to be a finalist. A lot of people were, including myself, were thinking Argentina was going to be eliminated against uh, the Dutch. But I did have Argentina winning the World Cup, you know, in our preview pod uh, at the beginning of the season. So that's going to have to be what I stick with here, right? I mean, my heart tells me, Alex, that Lionel Messi, I mean, what an amazing performance, right? What an amazing performance to put in the semifinal against Croatia. I mean, he just, he turned it on there. He turned on the style and scored a penalty, provided an amazing assist, was, you know, super dangerous the entire match. Goal and, uh, yeah, just incredible assist. The best assist of the tournament for sure. He, he's definitely, and this is for his club as well, but it, this tournament has just been so apparent how much he has shifted his game. He's not constantly demanding the ball anymore. And he hasn't really for a couple of years now. But at the international level on the, on the top stage, the last time Argentina got this far all the way to a final was in 2014 when it was pretty much just Messi and Angel Di Maria. And then the other nine players focused purely on defending. This Argentina team, he's got some help in the form of Julian Alvarez, but Messi himself, he's not as influential throughout the 90 minutes he, he still you always have to know where he is but a lot of the times you'll just he'll be out of frame if you're watching on, on tv sauntering back he's not really he's all about containing or i guess preserving his energy for those one or two pivotal moments in a game and so far more often than not he's provided those and, and that's why they're i mean the reason why gone i thought this far. they were going to win the world cup is because of the form that he was in Going into this World Cup, he's been you know tearing it up with PSG in the in the Champions League and in the league, and you know I know that Argentina lost against Saudi Arabia, but outside of that game, you know they've been 
unbeaten and they've lost one game in the last four or five years. You know, this team's been on a just an absolute tear internationally. You have to put it all into perspective as a as a as a as like a as a body of work. See you now, know, this, at that point, I I don't think. When it comes I know to that it's praising not, the team, I, I can't bring myself to praise the team because this well, Argentina no, I, I was side has say, not just in terms good. of like the resilience. I know, but they have they have just like a resilience about them, right? Where they might throw games away, they might uh, look good for only periods of time, look shit for other periods of time, but they seem to always figure it out. They seem to find a way, um, and they did it in the Copa America against Brazil because that that was like their like big hump that they had to overcome. And it seems like once they broke that curse, once they beat Brazil in that final and Messi got his international tournament, that huge weight lifted off his shoulders. And this is almost almost like him reaching this World Cup final. In, I mean, to me, it's already done. It's already it's been done for a long time. But this is, you know, just an, another testament to him. How much more how much more relevant was he was than when Ronaldo was in this tournament coming into it. You know, Ronaldo started off the tournament well, scored a goal in the first game, looked like he was going to be an influence in the tournament and just, you know, did nothing else really for the rest of the group stage. So, or, or you know, for Portugal for in the knockouts. And um, he, he got pretty good game time in that last game. So that, you know, the, I think Portugal, Portugal, I was really disappointed with them in, in that Morocco game because I know Morocco defended amazingly and, and were just absolutely incredible. Um I think Morocco were still really good in this France game too. You know, I think yeah. I, when you were saying France looked started rounding into form, I, I don't know if I agree with that because they looked worse in the game than I, I think they did in the England game, and they suffered through major parts of both of those games. They they're able to ride out, uh, you know, not having the ball and being the team that's like sitting back and defending. Argentina is going to have the ball a lot against France. Yeah, they're gonna have the ball probably 65, 70, 60, yeah, sixty-five percent. I'd say somewhere between fifty to sixty. France are still pretty capable of holding on to the, it themselves, but no, Argentina's France the best also team in the tournament with the ball. France also Spain want won, but in like to sit back and you know have that space for Mbappe and yeah, Usman Dembele sure, to run into. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, Argentina seemed to have uh, kind of figured it out. They I don't. I don't know Fernandez. about that. Can you tell me right now what is Argentina's most impressive performance or win of the tournament? This last one, the three 0 against Croatia. You think so? Okay. Hundred percent. See that yeah. one? I put that I'm down close. to Croatia losing it, not Argentina winning it. Croatia no. fucked up. No, and Argentina were so good. No, Argentina were very good. Argentina were very very no. good. No. Croatia made win. Croatia made two very big defensive mistakes within a couple of minutes of each other, right near the end of the first half. I mean, defensive led, mistakes are part of the game, though. I mean, or, yeah, no, Argentina I know, but it's, made, it's, it's someone in Josko Gradiol that I think, despite him being amazing in every other game before this, he made two pivotal mistakes. One for the, the first goal, stepping up when Dejan Lovren was dropping back to track uh, Alvarez's run. So that kept uh, Alvarez onside. Gradiol is supposed to be looking across the line and seeing what Lovren is doing and then re- doing the same thing as him. But instead of dropping back to track the run with Lovren, he steps up and basically takes himself out of the play and sets off Alvarez I mean, to go in and win the penalty. This is what happens when a 22- or 23-year-old center back is starting in a, in a World Cup quarterfinal, right? He can make mistakes Yeah, I'm just saying that these are is. major mistakes at a pivotal point in the game where, I don't know, I, I, I still don't think that was that impressive of a performance from Argentina. And... 
it's not that France have, I'm, I'm basically saying all of the scenarios pre-World Cup that you would have thrown out there as reasons Argentina wouldn't get this far have not come to pass. I thought Argentina would lose because a team like France would start slow, get second I mean, in the group, and then play it, if you think about Argentina. It. Do you mind if I just finish with... I, I thought Argentina and France would end up playing much earlier in like the round of 16, and that would knock them out. And then if that didn't happen, which it didn't, then you'd think Argentina would have to face Brazil in the semifinal, and that would be like a major like hurdle for them to overcome. Instead of that, they get Croatia, who promptly shat the bed. I, I'm just saying this will be the toughest test Argentina will face at this World Cup. This is Ar- France are the only team, I, I think, the only serious team that are returning this front three that won them the last World Cup. I, I think the Benzema injury has been a blessing in disguise because the the, the chemistry between Giroud, Mbappe, and Griezmann is... It's phenomenal. Griezmann might be player right, of the we tournament. Gotta, we got to talk about we got to talk about Griezmann, Alex, because I know that I know that you've been giving him praise, you know, on the Instagram live and on uh, on the pod as well. But Griezmann, for me, in this last game, he was amazing for France. I noticed it so much in this game because he was everywhere tackling. Um, he was on set pieces. You know, he provides you know good balls in. He shoots. He's works hard on and off the ball. I mean, he's just everywhere right now and he's absolutely invaluable for France and for this setup and he was invaluable in the 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 last World Cup in in a pretty similar role more so in the goal scoring department, you know, cuz I think he he got five or six goals. Didn't he win the golden boot in the last he World was, Cup? He was he was player of the tournament at the last World Cup, I think. And he's yeah, he's showing up again, you know, Griezmann uh, maybe for France. Mod- maybe Modric was actually. I think Modric might have been player of the tournament, but he was second. Um, but yeah, I mean, Griezmann is just absolutely incredible right now. Even though he's not getting the goals and the assists, he's doing so much for France. And I think there's there's got to be a game plan for that for Argentina. I think they're going to have to use Fernandez to to try to lock him down. Fernandez has been incredible at this tournament as well. Um, and you know, I think Rodrigo de Paul's been growing throughout the tournament. And McAllister, I don't love him. But uh, he's been doing all right, at least on the ball. He doesn't really lose the ball much, and he's able to maintain the press that, uh, you know, being trained by Potter at uh, Brighton, he can he can still maintain the, the type of press that Argentina need to maintain someone like Messi who can just who's just walking around the pitch. So it's 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 going to be an amazing game. I can't. I, I mean, Mbappe against Messi. That's that's the storyline that everyone's. Yeah been just salivating you know we we did get robbed though of uh Neymar Messi that would have been amazing to be able to see in a semi-final those two have to go at each other to see who gets the right to go to the World Cup final you know and and like you said I think Croatia shot the bed and it was really disappointing because you want to see in a World Cup semi-final when the whole world is watching a competitive game where you know you don't know what's going on till till you know in the last few minutes something can happen that was the case in the France Morocco game because even you know even when the France were up two 0 you thought maybe maybe Morocco get a goal and make it nervy and yeah, there was a Morocco times were where outplaying kinda, France for most of that yeah, game yeah they were so I you know it's in the the second France goal only or Moroccan goal only came in the seventy eighth minute um, I think it was Colo Muani I, I had yeah. no idea who who he was but I mean now people know who he is he scored in a World Cup uh, semi final. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point about Griezmann. What can Argentina do to sort of dull his impact? 
I don't know if there's anything they can do because, I mean, the very obvious one you have to pay the most attention to first is Kylian Mbappe. Also, Griezmann, his impact is not something you can uh, snuff out just by like Mbappe's man marking player, him. Though you need like the entire team, like you have to catch him offside. You have to like. You know, double and triple team. Yeah, but even then, he's still able to create. He's still able to create the second goal. Five players against Morocco. Yeah, that was insane. The England game, he was uh, the one who carried the ball forward from like inside his own half to get uh, France on the attack for the the first goal, the Chouameni goal. So even though Mbappe is not the one necessarily scoring these big, important goals in the knockout stages, his influence is still like draped all over these goals. So yeah, no, he's kind incredible. Of like pick your he's poison. been, he's been, you know, it's between I think you know Messi probably player of the tournament for me, Griezmann number two, and Mbappe probably number three. So um, it will come down to the, the the goals though. Like I think officially, whoever wins the World Cup, it will be either I mean, yeah, Mbappe Messi's or Messi got, who Messi's wins. Tied, Messi's tied for Golden Boot, but Messi also has the most assists. So right. I think Messi will take it if that's the case. Probably whoever wins, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, he may even the, take Golden Boot if they lose the World Cup final. He may score, and Mbappe doesn't. But I'm just saying about Griezmann. You're so any anyone facing France is so preoccupied with you know how do we handle the threat of Mbappe, and also Griezmann's impact. You're not sticking someone on Griezmann to man mark him when you have the ball because Griezmann obviously you're not going to man mark someone unless you're defending them and you want to make sure that he, he doesn't pop up and make you pay. And Griezmann, so much of his impact comes from winning the ball back in in areas that can trigger all these dangerous counterattacks. I, I was texting our group chat with a couple other people about this, and I, I think I need to find a clip of it and share it to the, the Ghost Goal Pod Twitter and or Instagram. There was a tackle that Griezmann made inside his own corner. So... He was 1v1. It was right after like that really good chance where one of the Moroccan players got right into the six-yard box, like dribbled right into the six-yard box, and instead of shooting, tried to keep possession and recycle it. The ball eventually worked its way out to France's own defensive corner, and Griezmann came over, and with his left foot, he went in, like launched himself in, and backheel flicked it like a like a like a backwards uh, like a. The equivalent of a backheel flick, but coming from uh, in front of the Moroccan attacker, got the ball and like backheeled it forward for France, but kept it in bounds for a French player to get on the end of and start a counterattack. And I was just like watching this thinking like any defender watching that would think that's a world class tackle. And, you know, one of the, the, you know, France's best attacking players as part of this great generation of World Cup winners He's the one pulling that off inside his own half. And that's just like one example of countless times that he's won the ball back in areas where you may not favor him to do so, but he still pulls it off. Like Diego Simeone has to be absolutely drooling over this. He's got to be thinking like, all right, we're doing this as soon. We're, we're playing Griezmann in midfield as a box-to-box midfielder as soon as we get back uh, from the World Cup break. Yeah, that's to, to, to Champ to thank for that. I mean, if they win back-to-back World Cups here, this is obviously the greatest French team ever. You know, this oh, definitely eclipses the uh, the Zidane teams of the uh, of the nineties and two thousands. It would be the uh, first that time to, that anyone has won back to back won the World, World Cups Cup and then got since, to a final since nineteen fifty. No, it'd be the first time any team has won back to back World Cups since nineteen fifty eight and nineteen sixty two Brazil. So over sixty years, it, it hasn't happened. I think they're going to pull it off. 
I really do. Uh, what I said about that front three of Giroud, Griezmann, and Mbappe, I, I don't think Argentina has faced any anything close to that good so far this tournament. And 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 all the different types of players, the, those three players are all like very different profiles of players, but they can all and make the, you and pay they in have their own way. Great options on the bench. I mean, yeah, we're, we're also not talking Dembele. about Dembele. Dembele, who's been I haven't great. even He's mentioned been Dembele. He's been He's one been of the most slept really on good. players in this tournament. Yeah. He's been he's been quietly you know just getting tons of joy down his wing because the the defense is so occupied with Mbappe that he's getting the ball in acres of space he's getting time to run at defenders and if he gets a good, good service in he's gonna get an assist or a goal and he's been unlucky not to not to get more during this tournament and same with Giroud Giroud could have had two or three goals in that uh, Morocco game and he missed hit the post had a, had a, missed a sitter. You know, and uh, I think I think France are more than capable of beating Argentina as well. I think having Messi, you know, it's been to their detriment in big big games if they're getting pressed and if they. I mean, I think Messi's going to press. I think he's going to be running a lot more than he has in the other games because it's the final. I mean, he's going to be putting everything. I out don't there, know. But- I, I think he's got to keep doing what he's doing. You know, he's got to leave the running up to his sidekicks. Like part of the reason. Someone like Julian Alvarez has been I was about so to say, Alvarez is to so good right now. Is because he combines the goal scoring with the hard. I work think he's off like around like Griezmann's impact, not not as much as Griezmann, but like a lower level type impact in in the Argentina team right now because he's been pressing super high high up the pitch, you know, providing so much energy for that front line, providing a great threat in behind. Um, in between the lines and great link-up play and just getting the ball to Messi, keeping the ball moving, yeah. getting the ball back to the center backs, or even he, he even kicks the ball back to, all the way back to the goalie sometimes. But, you know, Martinez has great, great distribution. He's been get, do, doing really well on that. You know, the hasn't second been goal against Croatia, very much. That, that sums up Alvarez, where it's terrible defending, yes, for them to not, you know, deal with that long ball in behind. But Alvarez just sticks with it. It just bounces around. Maybe there's some moments there where he doesn't intend it to go, doesn't intend for the ball to bounce where it, where it does, but he sticks with it. The player, the Croatian players like part like the Red Sea and he's able to, to finish there. I mean, he's basically without Alvarez, I mean, he's involved in all three goals, wins the penalty for the first, scores the second by, you know, sheer perseverance and then pops up late to get on the end of that, that square ball by Messi after Messi absolutely rinsed uh, Gabardiol on on the wing and scores the third to, to seal it. So Alvarez, it's going to be, I think it's going to be mainly, obviously up to him and Messi for all of their attacking output. I just Fernandez think as well, a little man. bit more. Fernandez I, I want to make sure. Well. Yeah, no, uh, you know I love it. The you wing know backs. I love Enzo. I mean, I mean, we've got the Argentina have four good attacking wing backs in Montiel, Tagliafico, Molina, um, Molina and Acuna. Yeah. So like they have four. I I I love the uh, what Scaloni's done so far in terms of transform this team into a fluid machine where everyone, even the bench, has been part of of the success because they figured out that they need to keep the the wing backs fresh during the entire game. So at some point you're going to see all four of those wing backs, and you know you got to refresh the midfield as well. There's players that you can bring in. And Di Maria can come in off the bench. They have you know, they haven't really used Dybala at all, but it's he it came it's, on a bit at the end when they were yeah, up three 0 I think he uh, yeah. But anyway, it's it's been impressive for me that they've been able to develop and kind of grow throughout the tournament. And for me, that three 0 against Croatia just 
shows how strong that they've become. And I think it's going to culminate in this final. Now, I think if Argentina score first, I think they're going to win the final because, like I've been saying, they're just they're, they're this animal right now where if they score first and if they can get the you crowd say that, behind them. But they choked a two-goal lead against Holland. They did, but you and but you France have to are think, far better than Holland. Of course they did. Of course they did. But you have to think about it this way: like they got that two goal lead they, in, in multiple games now in a row. They've been going up two nil, three nil, and they could have gone up more in the in in that Holland game. Like you said, they choked it, but they could have gone up three nil, four nil in that game, and the game would have so just been killed. So the, I, it, the, it, the teams that they went up against and then held on against were Mexico, Poland, and also Croatia. they should have gone up two nil against Saudi Arabia. And they would have just in, annihilated True. them 5-0. Like, it wouldn't, that, that game was a fluke. The, True, the referee but that being said, they, they still choked that game. Like, there's still sure, no excuse sure, for them to lose like, to Saudi Arabia, but, obviously. But you're using that as, like, as like a yeah, detriment to them. Yeah, four games ago. Yeah, but then they've proven that, that that's not really the case with them. That that's that was They've gone up 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 3-0 since It's not then. to say as much about Argentina themselves. It's to say this is what has happened against... The only comparable level of opposition, attacking-wise, has been has been Holland, and Holland had the attacking weapons and you know the big target man that could take advantage of, you know, Argentina defensively. And, and while Poland Wickhorst, had like Zielinski, Lewandowski, is going to be doing the same thing. Yeah, but Lewandowski's been terrible at World Cups. His one goal came from a mistake against Saudi Arabia, where they just gifted him the ball inside their own box for him to score. I think he scored I, just, as well against. Uh... Argentina at the end there. Yeah, Poland were they were pathetic this tournament. I, I'm not I'm not having any sort of praise for Poland at this World Cup, even though they got out of the group. All of this is to say Argentina haven't faced an attack like France's. And just to come back to Dembele real quick, I think the most valuable thing that Usman Dembele brings to this France squad is that there are not many players in the world that you can isolate by themselves outside out on a wing. And just allow them to go wreak havoc by themselves without any support, and they'll do a good job at it. France are like fully committed to mainly attacking down that left wing with Teo Hernandez at left wing back and Mbappe, Griezmann drifting out there as well to play crosses into Giroud. That leaves that whole right side when Dembele is playing completely free for him to just go and have fun, go run at people, go be a nuisance. And as soon as you know you're distracted with Mbappe or whoever or Hernandez on on the other wing. Dembele's popping up and there's a switch and he's in acres of space and can take advantage of it. It's just too many different threats from different places on the field that Argentina haven't faced anytime recently. That even, I think even France, the deep threat from, uh, from Chuameni, you know, he's yeah. got a great shot coming in from late in the box. He already scored a great goal already, um, a beautiful yeah. goal in the quarterfinal. Um, but he's been amazing as well, you know, providing that metronome for France, providing that defensive output as well. And yeah, just a very impressive France team, very impressive Argentina team. I think the first goal matters a lot. I know we always talk about that, but specifically for this Argentina side, you know, I think it's a a huge thing. If they, if, if France get a goal, I think it's going to be very, very hard for Argentina to come back. I think at that point, the best they can hope for is getting like a, a, a tie, get through it. I don't think so. Time These two thing. defenses, I think this could be similar to the uh, the Holland Argentina game. I think this could be like pretty high scoring, maybe go to extra time. I think it could be too. That'd be awesome. I'd love for Remember that. the last time they played in the World Cup? 4 4 3 was the final score in Russia in the round of 16. France uh, won that game. 
uh, behind a brace from Mbappe. Yeah, it might and, be a crazy uh, game. You're right. A beautiful goal from Pavard. Yeah, it might be crazy. And France, the only clean sheet they've kept this tournament was against Morocco. I was about to say, so. I don't like Upamecano and Varane in the back line. Well, Upamecano, yes, I think he's, he's officially out. Wise, so. Kanate came Ooh, in and wow, did so be, well against yeah, Morocco. Kanate might be a, might be a better that, choice. I think he sticks. I think Deschamps sticks with uh, Varane and Konate. They, they did excellently. Had countless really good chances that didn't end up becoming shots, but were were surely going to be really, really good chances for Morocco that were just snuffed out by Konate or, or Varane. So I, I think those two continue. I think the one change you may see is Rabiot come back because he was he was sick, and they had Fofana from Monaco playing. Um, so it may be Rabiot back in midfield. But I think they can still, you know, play well with Rabiot. He's basically been in the the, the squad the whole tournament, uh, other than that semi final. So yeah, I think France win it. I think it's a the same scoreline as the last World Cup they win. I think it's four two France. What are you going with, Javier? Give us a score prediction. My heart tells me Argentina, Alex, but my brain tells me France. So which one are you going with? I said Argentina was going to win the World Cup, though, and now they're in the finals. So I feel like I gotta, I gotta put my balls to the table. Stick to your heart, Javier. I'm, I'm gonna do it. Argentina win it. I think Messi, the goat. I think everything you said is valid, Alex, and none of it makes sense, right? That's why it's a beautiful game. And I think what Messi's done in this tournament so far, he has to paint the last stroke. You know, he He's has put on sh- an excellent exhibition of scoring penalties. He's been amazing at penalties. Congratulations to him. All right, you fuck. <laughs> I think he's going to take it, though. I what's, think the, he's gonna, what's the score prediction? I think he's going to come into this final and 3-2. Uh, 3-2 three, two. Three, two Argentina. 3-2? Two. I mean, either way, uh, we both but, think it's going to be a but, great game. But it might be like 2-2 two, two in regular time. Then like either the, like maybe even 3-3 three, three in extra time and then go to penalties. I think that would be that'd be cool as well. Uh, Emmy Martinez and penalties in a World Cup final. I'd favor. Yeah. I'd favor Argentina. Yeah, I would. I would lean towards Argentina as well. Absolutely. So, you know that uh, that would be awesome as well. You know, all of those uh, scenarios would be. I don't think it's going to be one nil or or you know one one or something like that. Yeah. But it might. Uh, it might be cagey at the beginning, but just as soon as Mbappe starts ripping down the wing or Messi makes a run or two and. The, the temperature of the state the game goes up you know we'll we'll start seeing some some tackles and goals go in so so excited for it should be a good one yeah again that world cup final is going to be this sunday at 10 a.m. it's uh an early world cup final this time but uh you know what are you going to do it's in qatar like 9 hours ahead I do just want to give a mention before we uh, wrap up for this week, because we didn't do a pod in between the quarterfinals and the semifinals, I I feel like we need to, you know, set aside some time right now to talk about Morocco. The the achievement of being the first African side in World Cup history to reach the semifinal. Previously, only teams like Cameroon, Ghana, um, and I think Nigeria had made it to the quarterfinal stage before. So Morocco are the first to go one better and get all the way to the semifinals with that win against uh, Portugal. Do you believe me now, Javier? They're the most talented African side in this tournament. I was I was trying I was yeah, I, mean, I was trying was, to decide was, between them and Senegal, but once Mane went amazing. down, I was fully yeah, it was on Morocco. Amazing what they were able to do, um, you know, keeping clean sheets against Belgium, against Croatia, against Portugal, and against Spain. Um, that's just an amazing achievement. It's always going to be remembered. Uh, they made history, you know. This team is, like you said, the first African team in the semifinal. Um, you know, players like Ziyech, you know, probably elevated their status from 
complete in dumpster fire and uh, at Chelsea to people might actually pick him up for pay some money for him again. You know, he's still people. He's still look like yeah. a good player on this Morocco side. Amrabat, Unahi, you know, Amrabat, yeah. who plays, um, I think, on like Angiers or, or I don't know. Unahi, Unahi plays for Angers and uh, Amrabat plays for Fiorentina and in, in you got to think both of them are going to get, yeah. you know, moves at some point again because of this World Cup. So, you know, there were countless players that were in the Morocco side that I'm sure will get moves as well who are in, in smaller leagues and who have been, who will be noticed here. And it's it's amazing. It's great for it's great to see. And it's always uh Awesome to see teams like this uh, rise and, and and you know exceed all expectations. One was, thing I will uh, say inspiring about Morocco, to a lot of people and, and amazing, yeah, awesome to see. Yeah. Just loved it the whole time. I wanted Morocco to beat France; it would have been amazing, but it might have you been. You only too wanted easy that so Messi played Morocco final. instead of instead of France in the final. That's the only reason you wanted that. I think Morocco could have beaten uh, Argentina as well. I, I really do. They they were a bit a tad unlucky against against France, but. They definitely, if they had managed to eke that one out, I think they would have given Argentina a very good game. I, I do just want to say about some of their players before we go, it's not that I don't think they deserve their big moves. They definitely were outstanding players like Unahi and Amrabat. But I think it might be a bit of a trap for certain teams if they sign some of these players because oh, I've never these seen ZX work are. this hard. I've never seen the World Buffal, Cups always are. I've never seen Buffal or ZX work this hard off the ball it's clearly uh regard agreed uh, the uh the morocco manager has just reached into the souls of these players and gotten like and just tapped into their national pride and gotten them to defend their asses off uh, because i don't think you'll ever see zx work like that ever again for or ever for a club team but you know credit to them they they'll get their big money moves and they'll deserve it and i mean i think for a player especially like unahi because of his age, I think he's only 22. He's absolutely one that you, I could see, you know, maybe living up to a price tag like that and developing into a player. He, he just needs to develop a bit more his end product because you don't really see enough from him in terms of like goals and assists. He, he's more like a Kovacic at the moment. He's a player that can help you in midfield, lock down that battle and stay on the ball and work yeah, I think hard. Morocco, but, they're a pretty young team. A lot of them are going to be back in the next tournament, so... Yeah, they There's are. There's some I mean, veterans as well, but you know, the, none of them are like super old. So they're still like early 30s for the veterans and and some young mid mid 20s. So next couple of uh, you know, I'm sure we'll see them at the United States. I'm sure, they'll be fun to watch. Yeah, because threat. there's going to be, I think there's going to be seven African teams, maybe nine. So there's going to be more spots for African teams. So that should ensure that a team like Morocco, you know, doesn't have like a Apparently shock. They're, uh, they're rethinking that. I think it, I think it's already determined. I'm pretty sure they've figured that out, and it's like the results of this World Cup determine whether like certain continents have like eight spots or like seven or you know seven and a half, and one of those teams has to do a playoff with another team from a different continent. They don't even have like the format yet for how they're going to pull off like the 48 team World Cup. So there's a lot up in the air still with that one. That being said, shout out to Morocco. Congratulations to them. That really was great to see um, an African team finally, you know, break that glass ceiling. Uh, and one thing, another thing I want to say about Morocco is their support. It's been up there with the Argentine support as some of the best in the tournament. All, all, you could tell in all of these games, like it, it was apparent in the group games against Cro the first one against Croatia, 
just how much more in favor of the Moroccan team, like that every single crowd they had in the tournament was. So that would have been interesting if they had made it to the final to see that, you know, the Argentina slash Messi fan base is surely going to be there. Huge, you know, yeah, crowd, absolutely. Crowd they are advantage but, there in the final. So. But that versus the Moroccan energy and crowd that they've been bringing to games would have been something to behold. Listen, man, and, these Argentines uh, are going to leave their fucking blood on the field. The, the, the French team already won it. I, I just think Argentina are going to want it more, man. I, I know that you're... I mean, that's one way of phrasing it, but you can also phrase it this as this French team knows how to get it done. So Yeah, the French team knows how to get experience. it done. And they're be- I, I mean, you, yeah, exactly. Their experience, you, you, you have to argue that they're obviously better, I think, on paper. Definitely a deeper team, but I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling Argentina are going to do it. All right, well, that does it for us. A quick one tonight. Still not sure what we're going to do uh, after this, but I'm sure we'll uh, come back next week, talk about the, the final... Maybe do a team of the tournament each, but keep an eye out for that uh, early next week, and uh, we'll have that out for you guys. And then the week after that, Javier, the Premier League's back. Boxing Day, day after uh, Christmas. You excited, Javier? Because I'm not. Oh, I'm. It's, I cannot wait. <laughs> cannot wait to smash West Ham's face in. All right, Javier. Thanks for jumping on this one. I appreciate it. If you want to follow Javier on Twitter, you we'll can follow him. We'll still be top of the league no matter what happens. You know that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Mathematically, you're guaranteed that at least uh, for one or two games. But if you want to follow Javier on Twitter, at JavierRev9. If you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, at ASMoss92. And you can follow the podcast social accounts, at GhostGoalPod. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please go ahead and leave a rating and review. Those new ratings and reviews help new listeners to find the pod. And, uh, you know, we always appreciate you if you uh, not only listen, but help us grow this thing a little bit. Enjoy this weekend's World Cup final and have a happy Christmas, everyone. And until next time, see you.